What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host table, Mark Francis. What Mark, is up? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New All Year. That good stuff. You're displaced from from the education system. I am certainly as well, but it still feels like a Christmas break, doesn't it's, it? That's the way it always feels. Yeah. I, there's there's something about whether Magic. you're in school or not in school, you have that mentality that like yeah. take some time off, relax, yeah. let the yeah. holidays just unwind for a little that's bit. That's good. 2021 is here. Sermon Spotlight is back, and for the first time on the podcast, uh, Mike Thomas is with us. Woo! Well, yep. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being willing to come on the show. Uh, we, oh, we, I already kind of introduced your name. What's your role here at Fellowship, and, and how long have you been here, Mike? Who are you? Uh, I've been asking my que- that question for a long time. <laughs> uh, Don and I have been members or attenders at FBC since 1993. And for the past uh, number of years, since 2007, I've been on the elder board, and for the past three or four years have been the chairman of the elder board. So that's my role. That's a big role. That's a big role. Not not just on the elder chairman. board, but chairman. What is, wow. Well, what does that even mean? Yeah. Chairman just means you're the one who get the best chair, the stuff together. It's okay. Run, like run the meetings, that right. kind of, yeah. It's, it, you make up the agenda after getting input for everybody else. So, and I, I will say it feels like he's always around. I love it. Like Mike, Mike is always around in meetings, out of meetings. He's always in transition. You're doing the job very well, my friend. And I'm not just sucking up. I used to be retired. Okay, there you I, go. I started back full time job, and we just restarted uh, yesterday. So back wow. to full time job of uh, being a full time grandparent and watching grandkids. Hey, there you go. That works. Yeah, it does. Well, on, on top, of, I mean, I got to tell you, though, I mean, I'll just speak for the congregation because the elder board is somewhat just behind the scenes. You guys are there in front where you pray in the worship services, which is partly why you're here today. But we want to thank you guys because there are so many behind the scenes decisions, thoughts, prayers that go into things that we don't even know about. And, and so from the congregational care component, from just making decisions about the church, big picture, short term, especially here this past year, and we love to hear from you about that, but thank you. So that's that's on the behalf of congregation and all of us, because there's a lot that goes into that. So that. gentlemen, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room. Our listeners, especially if they were here this past weekend, are thinking, okay, sermon spotlight's coming out. There wasn't there wasn't a sermon, Mark. But it's it, yeah. it's not that the Bible wasn't open. We certainly talked about Scripture, but the the year in review was the direction we took. Yeah, asking almost both of you, what was the process and decision behind that, and was it hard to figure out what to what to focus on as we look back twelve a, months? A little bit. I mean, I'd love to get Mike's take on this also. But Mark Carey did come to the worship team oh, a few weeks ago, and and said, you know, guys, just the year twenty twenty is just. A crazy year. You know, the world is, you know, in shambles about it. But you know what? God was at work. And how can we, as a as a corporate gathering time here as a body of Christ, how can we celebrate? And we kind of looked at him with big eyes. How can we celebrate 2020? And, and when he started to dig more into explaining where his heart was with that, of looking at the character of God, looking at the faithfulness of God, looking back to say, God is always at work. And that's where the direction of the service went, where we don't need a sermon to do that. We can we can mm-hmm. share stories, we can share testimonies, and then encourage each other, and then respond with praise and thanksgiving 
of where God was in 2020. So the, the question, the big kind of idea question out there that we put out there was, where was God in 2020? And, um, it, you know, Mike, from your perspective, you were part of the service with a, a prayer, which a lot of times elders are there for prayers. Now, I, I was curious kind of what was a big takeaway for you from participating in the service, but also just, uh, you know, being a part of the service in your preparation. Yeah, well, oftentimes the worship team um, comes up with the theme. I mean, elders aren't involved in that, and we shouldn't be. But because we're part of the service, mm. often every week you share that a little bit ahead of time of what that um, theme is. And so as, as I prepare for a service, it's, I recognize it's elder prayer time. Mm. And so it's not elder preaching time, it's elder prayer time. Mm. Go to the Lord in prayer. But what's unique about it is it's because we are gathered as one, uh, as, so I'm being, in a sense, a representative of the body mm -hmm. as we approach the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. And so that's what goes into my thinking ahead of time. What, what is it, Lord, that you want to have us pray about and address you about this Sunday? And so the worship team's um, direction in that is, is a big help. Sometimes there's just other things that the worship team doesn't even know what's going on, and I, I just feel like I need to pray about it. Right. But. You know, so from even additional behind the scenes, I, I shared this with my community group. You've heard Alicia, our other co-host, talk about being a part of our community group, and we review the sermon. And with this kind of concept that there's not really a sermon to unpack, we, we did meet last night. Mm -hmm. and, and something about the, the worship bent of the service can also encourage our conversation here, and, and I'll challenge all of us with this thought, that when you come to church, we're not just coming to listen to a sermon, and that's the only thing that's a part of the worship gathering. Everything about the corporate gathering is meant to, from our worship team's per perspective, tell a story. And we're telling a story about God, and we're telling a story about his gospel message, and they'd be reminded of that. And everything from the elder prayer from the singing time to the scriptures that are read to be a call to worship to any other testimony that was shared um, within the service is something that should be considered and thought about and unpacked. You know, so even here in what we call the sermon spotlight, maybe we can reevaluate how we have the conversation from here on out. Not to say that what Mark Carey or the sure. pastor does is not important, but I think what leads up to it is so valuable and having an elder be present to pray and be a voice of the congregation mm -hmm. to, to respond to what has already occurred in the gathering time is just as valuable. You know, and, and we, we, we pour over stuff. I don't know if you guys know this, but kind of more behind the scenes, yeah. we take weeks in advance to prepare for every single service yeah. as a worship team, and we script it out. I mean, literally, we look at the lyrics so detailed of the songs. We think about the scriptures that are being discussed and talked about and what Mark Carey is going to bring to us with the attention to the word. But we pour over those things. I have, I have fun doing it. I mean, you look back on even this past sermon, as past service, and there's little subliminal scripture passages that I don't know if you guys noticed that were inserted in some of the musical interludes of songs. And as a musician, I enjoy 
fresh, creative ways of expressing music. And sometimes when you're a congregation member, you're just like, oh, here's music. What am I supposed to be doing with myself? I'm not singing. <laughs> I'm not participating. But so to engage your mind at the same time, we can insert some scripture passages that enhance and progress the story. Yeah. And we did that. The very first one that we inserted was Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that was a, a key, I, in my mind, a, a high watermark of the service to declare that just by people sitting there listening to music and seeing on the screens, hmm, let me think about that for a second. It's really good. Well, and it's, it's posture over performance, right? That idea that we can all come together as a congregation, a body. And, and just from my take, kind of being you know, in, in the service, watching it kind of unfold, is it, it was not dissimilar to the Christmas Eve service, very reflective, mm. very heavy on meditation. And, and the more I thought about that, the more I thought, this is, this is kind of cool, because amidst the trials and the struggles, this opportunity we have to really rally behind each other and, and prayerfully focus on, yes, where we've been, but also, I mean, what, what in the world is next? you know right it, and and the key the key big idea of where was god in 2020 right. i mean the world today it, i mean i don't know if you guys do this but we just mentioned earlier how it is kind of a holiday right like the week between christmas and new year's for me is always fun i it's, you, you take off a little bit you get to watch some goofy tv shows that reflect on the year and stuff like that i watched a couple different new year's eve things and the the context of where the world viewed 2020 is incredible. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's even, I'm not going to recommend it, but there's a show that I saw called Death to 2020. I didn't watch it. I saw the title. Sounds like, uplifting. Wow. Yeah. The, of, of all the, the crazy words that were thrown yeah. out there on those New Year's Eve galas and stuff, one of the commentators said it was a dumpster fire of a year. Yeah. I mean, so the perspective... Right of the world is that we just need to throw it away. Mm -hmm. However, what we were challenged with this past week was absolutely, it's the opposite of that. God was there. Oh yeah, He is sovereign. He is in charge. And there are tons of things that were working out for his good around the world, yes. in our community, with our church, and then hopefully personally with each of us too. So what was it like for, for you then, Mike? I mean, I'm assuming this time last year, Elder meetings weren't yet even, COVID was an idea, a theory, maybe not even, last January wasn't even a thing, I don't think. Um, looking back on, on the elder meetings you've had over the last nine, 10 months, what was it clear from your perspective of seeing like, okay, Lord, like, how has the elder body grown and have you guys grown together amidst this trial, just as we're hoping the congregation has? Oh my, um, there's a lot, a lot to say on that, but Sure, it was it was unfolding again. Like we didn't know how long this would last. We didn't know how hmm. we we didn't know much at the beginning as far as you know how the pandemic or the virus would affect us here. For the longest time, it never even showed up here. You hmm. watch the news and everything. Yep. So did we overreact? You know all the all the questions that we asked. But again, God knew, and He was faithful. He led us in decisions to make at the right time and and looking back on it we see stories we hear stories we see how those things worked out for the best but um yeah it was it it's that it's still going on we're making decisions tomorrow about Shenandoah County and right. even here as, as we know next Sunday for this coming Sunday we're going to start F1 as a mask only service well we didn't make that decision till middle of December uh, so it's an ongoing uh, process of mm -hmm. seeking the Lord's leading, 
um, and knowing full well that he's in charge. So, hmm. you know, he's not surprised. So, right. I yeah. Think, I think we are. Right. Being malleable like that and willing to adjust. I mean, I, I think it's something we've done a great job with as far as the church and, and the leadership. And, and I've heard from a lot of people in the community of just saying, like, you know, you guys have done a good job dealing with with everything that's that's happened. And I have chatted with even Mark Carey since the service, and he was just very appreciative of the time that I think, whether it's his vision or God's vision of what that service really looked like, he was mm -hmm. just like, man, this is something that we need to do more regularly. Mm -hmm. This is, wow. whether it's every year or more regular to where we get a chance to, to respond and have that heart of thanksgiving to what God is doing in the lives of our body and our people and, and to allow him and his character be on display because the world around us is not seeing it. Some of the story, after my prayer during the service, Jim Poole was on hmm. talking about how God interrupted uh, our missions plans right. and the benefits that came out of it. I have been in regular contact with Freddy Guerrero from um, Quito, Ecuador. Hmm. They have not been able to meet in person hmm. since March. Has God gone away? No. There have been more people joining them online and from different parts of the city and actually different parts of the country that are, are new Christians, new believers because of the pandemic, because mm. of the mm. what the world would call stresses, and they are stresses, have drawn people's hearts to the Lord and many people have responded. When they when COVID's over and they get back together in person, they don't know where they're going to meet because the church won't, the building will not fit them. Wow. That, I mean, that's God at work yeah. around the world, around not the world. just well, it, here. It's a personal testimony to, I mean, a roadblock to, to being around your Christian brothers and sisters can very well be an avenue in which you can find the Lord. And I think that's something we've seen. It's something I've experienced in my own life, of the, you know, the comings and goings of FBC. I mean, I was born into the church. I can rinse, wash, repeat, like follow the stars this time, VBS, <laughs> all of it's washed, right? So we have to really, and, and to Mike's point with the elders, I mean, as we take it week by week, month by month, to really sit back and say, okay, let's pause. How, what has the long-term trajectory been, and, and what can it be for us? And I just think, man, thank you, Lord, for, for your, you know, your intimacy, your fellowship, Absolutely. and the fact that you're not bound by any sort of, yep. you can't social distance Holy Spirit, Mark. Yeah, and, and hearing, hearing the stories from around the world, whether it's Ecuador or in Africa, what God is doing with the, the, the believers there, mm -hmm. to then knowing that there are plenty of other stories within ministries here at FBC yeah. that we had to really just filter through and be like, which are the ones that we really wanted to display within the corporate worship time? And and it can go on for days. That's what I was going to ask. And, and I'm Who excited about it. Well, yeah. well, I'm excited about it because we're going to be releasing more stories oh, cool. and going to have an opportunity to unpack them in more than just a minute and a half video clip yeah. with our Fellowship Family podcast starting this coming week. Awesome. And, and I've been having stories come in which is amazing. I love to know that, okay, people are willing to share, but hearing what God is doing that might not be on display, but behind the scenes and to be encouraged that, wow, God is working in the hearts of people around the church here hmm. to, to grow, to serve, to, to give, to whatever is going on with the body. I, I'm just setting up that month here because on Fridays we're going to be releasing those those podcasts and those stories and it's going to be exciting to to hear more about what God did in 2020 but then also what can we anticipate um, with this coming year and you know we don't really know what to expect but how can we 
continue to, to look for God in these moments? How can we continue to look for him in the times where circumstances might be challenging, whether it's a job loss or whether it's a health issue? And that is a huge challenge to, to say, God, I know that <laughs> I know that something's going on, but let me let me seek you. But that that is that point is what really God spoke to me about this past week. Hmm. We often think in terms of well, let me back up a little bit. The theme that was asked of me to in the prayer had to do with Romans chapter five, particularly where it says that we also glory in our tribulations, mm. knowing that they produce perseverance and perseverance uh, hope. And our hope is something we don't have yet, and that's uh, the glorification that we will enjoy. We've already been justified. That's a done deal. We have access to the throne of God. Mm. We have peace with God. But we don't have that glory yet. And that's what what is produced or working toward it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says these trials, these tribulations, a loss of job, a broken relationship, persecution from the outside, uh, these are working for us, producing for us a, a more um, extensive, more expansive, more glorious uh, eternity. Mm. Not to be compared. I mean, it's just so much greater. It can't be compared to these things. Yeah. And it's so easy to say and so difficult to do. Yeah. You, you, you can, in the moment, you can just snap and say, oh, my goodness, like this is, this is an awful week. Or this is a dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> and, and, just, and, and really just kind of forget God. Right. Well, it, it's interesting for me to look back on it because even while it was happening, I mean, at the So end of March and beginning of April, all within two weeks, I got a full-time job offer at a place I love. I bought a house and got engaged. <laughs> I had a hard time identifying right away with the struggle and the turmoil. For, you know, I mean, trust me, it was hard, but the housing market made it 10 times easier to buy a home because of the rapid pace at which people were working. So I was, I was confused until end of May. I'm like, wow, this is... For whatever reason, the Lord's opening doors where they're closing elsewhere. And so to look back on the year and see, you know, all the hurdles to overcome since then, it's just, I know the Lord's in it. It reminds me of something I asked John Morrison when, when I started my internship here a couple years ago. The pastor just kind of said, if you ever have any questions, just shoot us an email or text. Like, we're happy to answer. I was like, sweet, that's carte blanche. <laughs> I can ask these dudes something. And so I emailed John Morrison. I said, can you please help me understand how I'm supposed to understand the Holy Spirit. How can I lead a spirit-driven life without just assuming what the Holy Spirit's doing? I don't want to take credit or put my own, you know, God's approval on my own agenda. And, wow. and what he told me was, Caleb, it's important to understand the majority of our understanding of the Holy Spirit is by looking back on what he's already done in our life. Hmm. That's exactly the way it's phrased. I'll never forget. I thought, man, that's so cool. I needed that because we do think, okay, I'm going to move forward, hmm. fingers crossed, you know, I'm going to walk through the eyes in darkness and hope Jesus is wherever I arrive, right? It's easy to live that way. Mm. But to look back on this year was a, a, a specific exercise of that idea. I can look back and say, God, that's where you were. And I'm so sorry I didn't know it in the moment. Yeah, and, and if there was a sermon, Mark Carey did get up on stage and, and share for seven, eight, nine, ten minutes or so. And one of the things he said was that where basically we, we want to look back, we want to rejoice, we want to celebrate the faithfulness of God. Mm. But in order to do that, we still need to understand who he is. We need to know him 
and, and recognize his character. The more you know somebody, then the more you're going to be able to see him more clearly. And there's that passage from Ephesians 1. I think he said this, but there's the prayer that Paul gave to the to the Ephesians. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the boundless greatness of his power towards us who believe. And just that that idea that just open our eyes, God. Let us see you more clearly. And and there's three things here that he wants to pray for. But for us to to have that desire for God so much to be like, I just want to know you better. I want to dig into your word. I want to understand your character. So then when times come that are not great, we can still be led by the Spirit, recognize that his presence is there, and he's, he hasn't abandoned us. His name is Emmanuel. God is with us. God is with us. taken that name back. And so to a certain degree, bring it on, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't hope 2021 is terrible. I know, yeah, Mike and the elders are like, no, don't bring it on. But, but we, can, we can be ready for some of this stuff, right? Like, I know it was new, like, last summer. Like, I, I, I'd like to think, you know, we're, we're, the church is being sharpened a little bit. And at least a lot of people are asking themselves, okay, what, what is of priority to me now? Because my easy access church was, was stripped away. You know, my ability to go do this and that was stripped away. You start to, everyone's realizing where Jesus fell on their, on their list of values. Yeah. Um, and, and you say bring it on, but that could and should be our prayer, whether it's scary or not, to say, God, just don't pray for health, wealth, and prosperity. Right. Pray for, God, how, how can I grow and better understanding of who you are? And what does it take for that growth? Mm. That could be the scary part. But that, that should be our prayer. Just open us up, God. Let me see you more clearly. And, and let me rejoice in those times where circumstantially it doesn't seem to be good. Yeah. The last thing Apostle Peter wrote was grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um, that's what we want to do. Becoming like him means dying to selfish desires and presenting ourselves to God to do whatever he wants. So I'm not going to pray for bring it on. Right. <laughs> but, Lord, you know what is needed to perfect us, to mature us. Mm -hmm. And so I do want that. I want to be matured. I want to be perfected as Christ was, as Jesus was. And so whatever and, that takes. And looking back on the year for me personally, I mean, again, we got to the point of the service where it was, personal time of reflection and, and communion where we went to the Lord in prayer looking back. And I, I think of, yeah, times were challenging in the initial quarantine, you know, for four of us to be in the house, you know, and you guys watching and listening, you have probably more than four of you in the house, but to be there every day around the clock. Get to know your family real get, good. Get, and yeah. yeah, I mean, there was challenges. Turns there was lovely. There was yelling. There was like arguments. Mm. There was like, you know... I, I thank God for the size of our house where it, we weren't really super tight. Yeah. But looking back on it, we, we were able to, to worship together. We were able to, to have family time together. We grew closer together, even despite the challenges and the arguments. And, and I'm like, wow, what, what great kind of excitement can come from that, that we weren't expecting to have that time with our family. 
And you look at our church and, and hearing stories of people and families that were worshiping together and how can we keep doing those things and people who are watching online and all the growth that did happen around the church of live streaming service and and the growth of Zoom and, and being able to have community groups still and being able to expand upon women in the word or have the missions guys do their thing. I mean, again, the list can go on. But for me personally, I'm like, wow, there was growth. There was there was change in my life. And that, that question of I hope that I'm a little bit closer to look like Christ next year than I was a year ago, I think, at least for me, I, I hope and pray. You can ask my wife this, but I, I hope that, <laughs> yeah. that that's true. And yeah. And despite circumstantially a year of COVID and pandemic and crazy political races and hmm. deaths and fires and you name it. I mean, things that are going on. Hmm. I, I'm excited to say, okay, that happened for me. I'm looking forward to this coming year. It's good. Wow. Mike, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're awesome. What do we need to announce, bring up before we wrap it up and get out of here? Yeah. You know, just Mike already mentioned this, but this coming week. He called it the F1 service. It's the Fellowship One service right. at nine o'clock in the morning. We're starting to have it to be a mask only service. And I've already heard plenty of feedback of people who are grateful for that. People who came to the three o'clock Christmas Eve service where we kind of give it a little test run. And the response was amazing. So just be on the lookout for that, that if you attend that yeah. service normally, we'll be looking to have you wear a mask. If you haven't been back to church, in a while, maybe since we were gathering outside or back even in March, this is a great opportunity because I really believe that the mask wearing situation will help make you feel safe. And I know that there's science and all that stuff. I'm not going to get into it, but right. that, that's going to be exciting to see yeah. what portion that's of great. our body is going to be able to get back together. Um, we have plenty of other things happening. There's a membership class happening. There's, uh, you name it, ministries all came back out. Youth is doing their thing. You've got children's ministry. You've oh, got yeah. Women's yeah. Women's ministry. Definitely be plugged into the website, even as you anticipate what your spring and summer is going to look like. We we plan things, like we said, weeks and months in advance. And now with the question marks that still remain, I mean, to, to stay plugged in and figure out you know, how we can best be the church Monday through Saturday is going to be... It's going to be huge. So thank you so much to our, our listeners and watchers on YouTube all across the internet. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us, uh, drop a review or subscribe or feedback even at fbcva.life forward slash sermon spotlight. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.